Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn-Billings. Already chugging along right into the middle of season six. Can you believe it? I know. We're, what, two, three, three, four episodes in? This will be episode four. This will be episode <laughs> four. I know, I'm at it's that hard to point, keep track. too. Yeah. It's been it's been a spring, but yeah. furniture has moved back in my house, so my mind is a little more clear. Got nice. more projects coming up, but I don't think anything's going to knock on wood rival just the clusterfuck that was refinishing my floors. <laughs> That's you fair. have a story, though. You said that you want to open this episode with an anecdote. Yes, I do, and thank you for remembering. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because I forgot until right after you started the intro and I was like, oh, wait, we didn't talk about that. Um, So I wanted to tell the story because over the weekend, we went to visit my mom and my sister and um, we celebrated all of our birthdays because Sam's birthday is in April. Mine and my sister's are in May and then also Mother's Day is in May. So we Mm -hmm. just did like a whole celebration get together. And it was super fun. But we were sitting eating dinner on Saturday night. And I don't remember why it came up or why I thought of it. I think we were just talking about the fact that I am lactose intolerant, maybe. I'm not sure. We were talking about cheese or dairy or something. And I was like, to my sister, I was like, have I told you about the cheese caves? And she was like, no. So none of them apparently listened to the episode of our podcast about the cheese caves. So disappointed in that. And if you're just now tuning in, make sure you go back to, I believe it's in the middle of season four. And it's like the second episode of season four. Um, It's about the government cheese caves. Check it out. I believe it's called Tony the Tiger is a government agent is the title of the episode. (laughs) Um, So I was telling them about the cheese caves and I was explaining to them, you know, how like the government was hoarding cheese and then Ronald Reagan decided to start giving it away to the poor people. And so... Um, and then my mom was like, you know what, when we were kids, they had a family friend who was, and you know, this is a person who like, I'm very familiar with this person that they've been around, but, um, they were like, when we were kids, Leonard was a bricklayer. And so he, you know, made a lot of money. He drove a Porsche, but he also, um, was unemployed all winter. So he would collect unemployment from the government and he used to bring over like big wheels of cheese that Goodness. he got for free. I was I'm like, that's it. That's the government cheese. cheese. It's from the cheese caves. He's not getting and that it's cheese really from shitty the, cheese. He's, yeah. He's not getting that cheese from the, the <laughs> pastures of France. So I thought that was very interesting that my mom has experienced the government cheese firsthand. Has... Did she have an opinion on the cheese? Did she say whether it was good or bad? I don't think she remembered. Well, that means it wasn't great. You'll, <laughs> you remember a good cheese. I remember yeah. a good cheese. For example, my new obsession is after swing dance on Wednesdays, we go to Gramophone with everybody, which is a sandwich place. on in, It's in Tower Grove, which is a hip part of the city. And they make this mac and cheese and they put red hot. The mac and cheese on already is amazing, but they put red hot riplets on top of it, which is a St. Louis chip, which I just found out today. It's a St. Louis chip. I just knew about it <laughs> and they garnish it with with some fresh greens some chives mm. oh my gosh it rivals the mac and cheese at charlie's wedding <laughs> it may be better because it hits different because mm-hmm. at charlie's wedding even though the blue cheese was tolerable 
it was still blue cheese. I, I loved it in the mac and cheese, but with this, everything hits. It's oh, so good. All right, I need that to stop good. going down the food, food trash, <laughs> the food trash, the food path. <laughs> but we've actually got a topic today. This Surprising. is the first season where we haven't just <laughs> gone off the rails for a whole episode. We actually have a topic. We kind of did last week. I mean, we talked about your floors, but it wasn't really like a oh, it was a, topic a predetermined needed, topic. It needed to be discussed, though. The people had to know. No, we have a topic today. So as you may remember, during the lockdown, there was a little thing called the 30-day song challenge. And we were tardy to the party, but we still participated. And it was like pulling teeth to get this challenge under wraps. I think it took maybe five episodes, if not four. It took a while. There were some so naturally, real clusterfucks of one. episodes. <laughs> yes, naturally we're starting a new one. Not a song challenge though, no, no. What I have pulled up right now is from Cineworld Cinemas. I don't know if that's a cinema chain or what. We did not look into this part. All we did was look at the list. That's right. We are doing the 30-day film challenge. I think it's safe to say we're both cinephiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, no, nothing else? You don't want to add to that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we both like movies. We did. We both took film history. So we may be able to put some context into this. So I went through the first seven days. Are we going to get through the first seven days? Who knows? Oh, absolutely not. Who knows? But I actually <laughs> went through and thought, Huh, what, what would I put for this one? Oh, I could put a movie for that one. Much like the song challenge, I think there's... Well, I did not do that, so... So I guess I'm going to kick everything <laughs> off. I'll help you, you spare the moment. Do you even have the list pulled up or do you want me to just read it? I actually do this All time. Right. Do you? So do you want to read the topics then? Sure. All right, here we go. We'll see how many days we get through. I think much like the song challenge, it's going to be difficult because there's going to be, at least for me, a handful of movies that I want to plug into a majority of these. I'm trying to really make sure I don't just keep repeating movies. <laughs> Which is hard because there's right. like three movies I want to put on five of these days. And I said, nope, I can't do that. Got to, you know, got to stay true to the challenge. <laughs> All right. Well, um, day one is the first film you saw at the cinema. Do you I feel know? Like this is definitely like a, this has to be from like Great Britain or something from the UK. I don't think it's called Great Britain anymore. Well, um, so actually. The first film you saw at the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Maybe Cineworld is a European chain. Maybe. Also, fun fact, Great Britain and the UK and England are all three different entities. I believe the hmm. U- the the United Kingdom encompasses Great Britain, which then encompasses England. Mm-hmm. The more you know. So yes, it does exist. Sorry. <laughs> Off the top of That's your okay. head, do you know the first movie you went to? So I was thinking about this, and the first movie I remember going to, I may or may not have been to a movie before this. My mom likes to say that she took me to see The Lion King in theaters, but it came out in 1994, so I think that that is false. Unless she went with... No, because... Because we were born in 1996. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I was born in 95. Well, I was. Um, I was going to say, maybe she went when she was pregnant with you, but that would be a very long and abnormal pregnancy. (laughs) So I think that's a lie. The first movie I remember seeing at the movie theater was um, the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Okay. What year did that come out? I'm not sure, but I do know that I went with my grandparents. My grandparents took me to the movies all the time. That was one of our favorite things to do when I was a kid. And um, that movie, um, I hated how loud it was at the beginning. I wanted to leave because it was too loud. 
And then at the, the first end, time I saw that I had the same reaction. And then at the end, when you know the like the sled is on top of the mountain and it is like about to fall, and she's on top of it, I was really scared and I wanted to leave because I thought she was really gonna fall. <laughs> and so, what is your? It was not a great first experience. And what is your opinion of the movie now? I mean, I love that movie, and I have loved that movie always. Just you know, the first time I saw it, it was a little bit too much for a possibly like four year old. That's yeah, actually it was for November eighth, two thousand was when it hit theaters yep so four that seems that's that's really young to see a movie in the movie theater especially a jim carrey movie (laughs) what about you so i kind of did the same thing where i believe this is the first movie i've ever been to now that i'm thinking about it i probably could have texted my parents and asked i had plenty of time i did not (laughs) so if you're listening you can verify this i believe the first movie i ever went to was toy story 2. i just have a very strong conviction that we've talked about this before i don't remember this so i also listed the first movies i remember seeing in theaters and i listed two of them because they both came out the summer of 2002. Mm -hmm. i may have gone to movies before this but i well actually let me see i don't know that was oh this came out beforehand okay so my list has changed a little bit what i had listed was the live action scooby-doo with freddie prince Mm. jr and that's a lot for a five-year-old oh i loved it well i was that was 2002 so i would have been seven at the time Mm. six six and a half still kind of a lot I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, This one was a little more tame. I also remember going to see Lilo and Stitch that like two Mm. weeks later because they both it was it was 2002 was a blockbuster summer for children's (laughs) movies. Apparently there was a movie. One of my favorite movies came out even before that Monsters Inc in 2001, which I went and we saw it for me and Cody's birthday. So as much as I love Lilo and Stitch and Scooby-Doo, apparently the first movie I remember seeing is Monsters, Inc., which can't complain. Mm-hmm. That's day one. Rip the Band-Aid <laughs> off. That's that's an easy, pleasant way to get into it, even though we both kind right. of <laughs> have <laughs> skewed memories on that. All right, what well, do we have we for were, day you know, two? Children. Um, day two, a film you watched over and over as a child. I have three listed once again. (laughs) I mean, I could list several off the top of my head. I was a, I mean, that was, I know all kids kind of like, like to rewatch the same movies, but Mm -hmm. like that is a thing that is still very much me. I like to rewatch the movies that I like. Um, But as a child, I would say my go-tos were... So what age, real quick, were you considering as a child? Because I was considering before fourth grade. Like, I was considering young childhood. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, pre-middle school, basically. Yeah. 13 and under. Oh, see, I was thinking 10 and under for me. (laughs) I mean, either way, it all kind of blends together. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't tell you how old I was when I watched these movies. All I can picture is, like, where I was watching them, and we moved a lot, so I can kind of give you an estimation on that. Mm. Um, but ones that come to the top of my head, like when I was a kid were, um, Aladdin was one of my favorites to rewatch all the time. Um, Robin Hood, the Disney Robin Hood was another one. And then, um, so I loved, 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 I think I've talked about this before. Maybe 
movie I have, um, Fantasia. However, so I love Fantasia. I watched it all the time. However, um, when I was a really young kid, I was afraid of the dinosaurs, but mm. I loved the volcanoes, which come right before the dinosaurs. So I could watch it as long as my one of my parents was home and like could sit in the room with me. But then the end, I never liked the end. It scared me. Night on Bald Mountain was terrifying. I still don't like that. It still freaks me out. So it's did just you unsettling. Have- did you have, I can't think of the word. So we would play Night on Bald Mountain at football games at Adrian and at hockey games. Mm-hmm. Did that, for lack of a better term, trigger you? Did you I mean, go, flashbacks, boom, no. flashbacks. <laughs> I mean, I definitely did think about it. Like when every time we played it, I was like, oh yeah, that song I won't watch in Fantasia. It's not the music that freaks me out. It's like the animation and it, mm. it's, I don't like it. But um, but I still loved Fantasia. I just would stop before Night on Bald Mountain. Um, and as I got older, obviously the dinosaurs did not freak me out. They actually are like my favorite part. So Fantasia was probably the one that honestly I watched the most in my life. Um, and one more, George of the Jungle. Loved that movie as a kid. Oh, the live it's action one? of my favorite one? movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. With Brendan Fraser. Loved oh, it. So good. And I can't remember the, the actors for Lyle and... Um... I just had a realization real quick. Yeah, you know who they are for sure. Oh, no. Wait, sorry. I, d- I typed in Lyle and I was like, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> yeah, that was... Okay, that's not who I was. Yeah, Leslie Mann is in it. John Cleese mm-hmm. is the ape. I just learned yeah. that right now. You didn't know that? I didn't know who John Cleese was until college, <laughs> and I never thought about George of the Jungle till after that. Uh, Thomas Hayden, Lyle Vanda, what is it? Vanda, pull up his name, please. Um, Whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, that's an all-star cast right there. I mean, yeah, it's a great movie. I love it. I watched that it again not one. that long ago, and it as good is it's as good as I remembered. Yeah, that's. Where did you watch it? Because now I want to watch it. Um, I cannot remember. Wait a minute, was he in? Oh, he was in No Way Home. That's right. Lyle is the Sandman. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched Fantasia, and I really should. George of the Jungle, we did watch all the time. I have distinct memories of, I didn't like Pizza Hut when I was little, but we would always go, and I'd always get sick (laughs) that night. And it seemed like we always watched George of the Jungle after Pizza Hut. So I have distinct memories of being sick on Pizza Hut, watching George of the Jungle. What a specific memory. Oh, I know. It's, (laughs) It's odd. I think it was the pillow mints they gave. Chocolate and mint mm. no thank you <laughs> so for my day two i have three movies listed much as yourself well kind of four and two of them are series so we each like you watched aladdin all the time on repeat right mm-hmm. mine that i love to watch on repeat was aristocrats or aristocats mm. sorry another disney love that film one too. so good i need to go back and rewatch that the motorcycle thing with edgar me and Cody would just run around the house during that scene. And it was just so much fun. So that was my go-to. Let's keep re-watching this. Cody, as we all know, is a Jungle Book fiend. Mm-hmm. So we watch Jungle Book all the time. All the time. In fact, I couldn't watch it from probably middle school to sophomore year of college when the live action one came out because I had just watched it so much. And then once the live action one came out, we went back and watched the original Disney version from the 60s. And I thought, oh, this is a this is a great movie. However, and I've had this conversation with Cody before. Have you ever read the original Kipling Jungle Books? No. They are dark stories. And it's I not surprising. It, just, it baffles me who read this, who read these stories and thought, you know what? This could be jazz. <laughs> I didn't. I sure as heck didn't. That's not that was the farthest from my mind is when I read those. But Jungle Book. <laughs> 
Um, number three is a very specific movies. They're both Halloween movies. It's two in each genre. So there's two Scooby-Doo movies that we watched when we were younger. Every Halloween. Zombie and they were Island. on in the summer too. Yeah, one of them was the, the Creepy Island one. And the other one was the same style animation. And it was with a witch or with a group mm. of witches. That one was Jordan's Was this the one with the Hex Girls? Yes, yes. We're not. We watched a lot of Scooby-Doo. My mom loves Scooby-Doo. We rented, oh my God, I just had like a like flashback. We used to rent all of the Scooby-Doo movies that Blockbuster had. I don't think we ever, they were on all the time though. Was there really a need <laughs> to rent them? I don't know. We didn't usually like watch like stuff that was on TV. We just watched, like we just went and rented stuff. Oh, that's fair. So, But also we weren't really allowed to watch Cartoon Network. So See, we that's were, probably the channel they were on. Yeah, they are. But that we were allowed to watch Cartoon Network when my parents saw that Scooby-Doo was on so yes there was <laughs> scooby-doo on zombie island and then there was scooby-doo rescue from the cat people mm, oh wait yes. no sorry that's the scene from zombie island my bad i totally re i know oh, mark I hamill's say, in that yeah um let's see so yeah scooby-doo zombie island and then i don't remember what one of the hex girls is called but scooby-doo and the witch's ghost mm. is the one with the hex girls yep and that band slapped <laughs> And slapped. So that we watched every time it was on. Mm -hmm. Also, every time it was on, the Alvin and the Chipmunks Halloween movies. The one, there was a werewolf one and there was a Frankenstein one. And I don't those, think I've really watched those. Oh, those were so good. The one Theodore turns into a the wolf man. That's Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the wolf man. The one before that, though, was Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein. And that all, oh, those were such good movies movies. I don't like the new Alvin and the Chipmunks, but these cartoon versions and specifically just these two Halloween ones. Yeah. Takes me back, man. Takes me back. I got to find where I can read or watch these now because childhood. All right. We are. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get to seven days. Probably we're getting, not. We're getting stuck in nostalgia. We got to pull ourselves out. All right. Of it. All right. So that was our day two. Day three, a film that made you laugh out loud. So I have five listed and I could keep going. Oh my God. But I just had the five that first came to my head. I think head. you're the problem here. <laughs> Okay, so I'll go first, and they'll force me to go quickly through them. Okay. Uh, number one, Young Frankenstein with Gene Wilder. I didn't watch that until end of college, and I thoroughly enjoy it, to say the least. When I was growing up, I didn't like the original Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder, so mm -hmm. that was the only movie I'd ever seen with him, and so I just kind of wrote him off as an actor. Mm -hmm. Well, he sadly passed away, I believe our junior year of college, and so me and Cody started looking at his... Um, discography my goodness the man was a comedic genius and we go back and watch all of his movies now young frankenstein is amazing the producers not the shitty one with matthew broderick the original producers i bust a gut every time i watch it it is just so freaking good so basically any gene wilder movie on there the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, I every time that's on, I'll put it on because it never gets old for me. The Wedding Crashers with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Have you ever seen that one? Have you seen any of these movies I I've listed? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them. The Wedding Crashers also bust a gut. Bradley Cooper's in it. It's not my favorite movie that features Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, but I have that <laughs> later on the list. And then, of course, I don't 
know if you were in this group, but junior year of college during band camp and me and Cody got half the band to go watch Sausage Party. Were you in that group? Oh God, no, I wasn't. Oh my gosh. I cried. I laughed so hard. It's a raunchy movie. <laughs> Probably should have never been made, but damn it, it's funny. It is so funny. <laughs> I'll watch it every couple of years and I'll laugh just as hard, but it's also a movie where you don't want to watch it more than every couple of years. Right. Actually, I think it's been a couple of years since I've watched it, so maybe I'll put that on this weekend. <laughs> Hillary will probably boycott, and I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a handful of movies that make me LOL. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, Off the top of my head, this is where I start getting to a point where I forget every movie I've ever seen. Um, Off the top of my head, one of my favorite funny movies as a kid, and I like kind of stopped watching it because it was, I feel like with comedy, if you watch it too many times, it's not funny anymore, you know? Mm. Or it's not like laugh out loud funny that many times. Um, And as a kid, we definitely like overwatched um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but like that was always a laugh out loud movie for me. Um, And I feel like this is top of mind because Sam and I were just talking about it yesterday yesterday, but um, as you know, we watch a lot of um, Marvel movies in this house, and so um, I think the last movie I can think of that like made me laugh out loud, like most recently, I mean, I think I think there are good like laugh out loud moments in a lot of the Marvel movies, but mm. Thor Ragnarok is oh, like so good. the funniest one. Um, oh, I can't wait for the new Thor. So good. So that's one that like makes me laugh out loud. And, and what a redemption, by the way, because Thor 2, The Dark World, was one <laughs> so of Marvel's bad. worst movies to date. We were just talking about this yesterday. Yeah. Um, Because I saw a tweet that was like defending the original two Thor movies and was like, these new ones are stupid. And it's like, what? What are you now, talking about? Now, I don't mind the first one because I think it sets everything up really well. Mm-hmm. This, the second one was just bad. And Chris Hemsworth <laughs> wanted to quit. And then Taika uh-huh. Waititi was like, well, let's just switch everything. And they basically right. resurrected the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely much better. So Ragnarok is like, I think that's the most like laugh out loud funny of the Marvel movies. Um, I'm trying to think of the last like funny, like new movie that we went to see. The only one I can think of is, and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, it was called The Long Shot or Long Shot. And it was Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. And um, she's like the... Um, um, Secretary of State, and he's like a reporter. Mm, yes, it was I really good. Trailers for that. I've never seen it, but it looked good. I think that's the last like comedy that we went to see in the movie theater, and I don't think we saw it in the theater because that was in the middle of COVID. Or no, it was in 2019. So maybe we did see that in the theater. Now, what's your take on we Seth Rogen on the whole? Seth Rogen's one of those people who I like him in small doses. I think mm-hmm. I'm like embarrassed how funny I think Seth Rogen is because I feel like I shouldn't think he's that funny. Because because typically people like that are not that funny to me, but I do like Seth Rogen. Um, but he kind of falls into that category with like like Will Ferrell. Like I can handle some Will Ferrell. And in some instances, I think he's very funny. But in like movies when he's just doing too much, I can't handle him. It's 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 too much for me. Um, I feel the same way about John C. Riley. Like I feel like in small quantities, he's really funny. But in movies where he's like the main character, I don't like him. He's not funny. He's too much. You don't even like him in Wreck-It Ralph? Don't tell me you don't like Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> no, um, actually, I've never seen Wreck-It 
Ralph. I've it's I recommend it. I can't speak to the second <laughs> one. I haven't seen the second one. It's a good time. It's a good time. Now, I mean, John, I've heard it's good. I've just never seen it. Now, John C. Riley, you got to give it up to him though, because he has a diverse skill set in the acting. Community. He does, and I'm not saying I don't like him, but in like Talladega Nights is like the very, very, very threshold of how much I can handle of both Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Like I can watch that movie sometimes. I'm glad you brought that up because since <laughs> it came out, I was always told how funny it was. And I always tried to watch it and could never make it more than 15 minutes. I thought it was so awful. This Talladega past- Nights is like, I could watch that like once, maybe every like five years. Well, so here's the thing. This past winter, it happened to be on and we caught it fairly early. It was when Cody was in town. And so we all watched it. It was a Saturday night. And I thought it was stupid. Don't get me wrong. But I thoroughly enjoyed myself this time around so i don't know what Mm. clicked maybe i just kind (laughs) of let it go and just took it for what it was but all of a sudden i got Mm. it i got it can't say the same for napoleon dynamite i still think napoleon dynamite's incredibly stupid i have no interest in trying that one again but talladega nights i'm gonna ask our fan i get it Are we ready for day four? This might be our last day. I think so, yeah. Although this might be a quick one. We'll see. Actually, it's not because I know what my movie is going to be. Day four, a film that starts with the, and I'm going to claim it, The Batman, which was a fucking amazing movie. You can't claim it. But yes, and it just dropped on HBO. (laughs) Well, I wrote my list down at like two this afternoon, so I claimed it. (laughs) But no, I saw the was, movie before you did. That's true. But I saw the movie in an old theater. Mm. And it's on HBO Max so now. Good. And I totally am going to watch it on Friday night. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe Saturday. It's I so, really want to rewatch you know, that. My gosh. For those of you who haven't seen Batman yet, Cody, you really need to see the Batman. Cody, because it is incredible. It's, it is. It is such a good movie. Just like cinematically, such a good movie, but then also as a superhero movie, so good. As a Batman movie, so good. And it's, it's just, it's it's great. It's unique because I feel like the Batmans, now don't get me wrong, I, well, for one, I've never seen the, the Ben Affleck one, so I'm not going to talk on his, but I love the Christian Bale ones. But mm-hmm. there has been a growing trend for DC movies to be so just action-packed, borderline Michael Bay. This gets back to the Batman roots of it being a detective genre, but it keeps mm-hmm. that darkness and that action that they've built towards. But it's it's not oversaturated. The car scene, so the Batmobile is not as fancy as it's been, but it's fucking, fucking badass. That it's was the best, the, scene in that movie. The it's best so good. not only in the movie, that was the best car scene I may have seen. It was so good. All-star cast, Robert Pattinson delivered, a great score. The fact that Andy Circus is it Andy Circus or Andy Sirkai? I think it's Andy Circus. The fact that Andy Circus played Alfred. Get out of here. Come on. They made Alfred a fucking badass in this movie. Oh my, he's just, oh, oh, so good. So good. Watch this. I haven't been this hype talking about a movie on a podcast or a radio show since Beauty and the Beast. So if I'm getting this hype about it, you know it's freaking good. Go and watch yourself so the Batman. Don't watch Dune. That's also on HBO Max. Don't waste your time with Dune. Go watch the Batman. Okay, Dune was also good though. We're not going to get into that on this show. <laughs> But do you have any more movies that start with the? 
No, I'm good. All right. I also have the Batman listed. I only have two for this one's The Sandlot. Mm. Have you ever watched The Sandlot? I mean, many, many years ago. Oh, you got to watch it again. It's a summertime classic. We all know. Enough a, to, you know, get the context. It's it's about a summer of nine friends on the ball field and the hijinks they get into. And it's got James Earl Jones, who supposedly That's knows true. Babe Ruth in the movie. So, and, <laughs> and it's got a dog. And it's got... So many quotable lines, a PSA about chewing tobacco, and a hot girl named Wendy Peppercorn. (laughs) (laughs) That was, I could, yeah, The Lion King is one. I mean, you can just start listing ones with the, Mm -hmm. but those were Um, the two that I really saw fit. Well, I think we can squeeze in one more day. I think so. All right. You're going to have to go first on this one because I need time to think. You're good. Um, Day five, a film that you think is underrated. So I have three listed once again, and I had to really think about this one. Now, there was one I was going to list, and I I decided to not put on my list, and I'll tell you why. So The Lone Ranger, when it came out, it got a lot of bad reviews. I never saw it in theaters. I saw it after it came out on DVD, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I grew up a little more, and I saw all the problems with it. So that's that's why I'm leaving it off my list. I probably won't watch it again. I will admit I did I did like it, but I see how problematic mm-hmm. it is and I will distance myself from that film. So that's not actually on the list. What is on the list for me? Um, number one, my favorite movie. I don't know. It's not that underrated, but I feel like it doesn't get talked about very often. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel is by far my favorite movie of all time. I think I think it gets its credit where credit is due, but I think a lot of people that watch Wes Anderson films and rate them, I don't, I think they should rate it higher. I've seen a lot of Wes Anderson lists that have it middle of the pack. And I definitely, if not a top three, I would say it's at least a top five. Now for me, it's mm-hmm. it's number one. I, you know, I can't get past that, but I think it, it deserves a little more credit. Number two is the final season, which is a true story about a high school baseball team in rural Iowa. And they win state championships almost every year well at some point it's voted whatever it is i can't hear it okay well at well at one point in the late 90s it's voted on that the school has to merge with a larger school and obviously it's it's going to affect the baseball culture a lot of these players are going to have to go up against hundreds of kids on the baseball team now it's this community fights against it but Obviously, when you go up against the big dogs, fuck it, they're going to win, unfortunately. But they petition and are granted one more season to play under their their school name and with just their core group of guys. The condition mm-hmm. being that their Hall of Fame baseball coach has to step down. So a guy that had been his assistant coach for one year comes in, and it's just a great story. Sean Astin plays the coach that comes in and takes over the team. It's... I haven't seen it in a while, but I I never, every time I talk about this film, nobody's ever heard of it. I think it's a really good mm-hmm. feel-good movie. I think the acting's really good. I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head, but the, the kid from Sky High, the main kid, he is the main kid, and the whole story arc with him is that his mom passed away, and he's really struggling with that. He's gone down a bad road, and by joining this baseball team, because he moved from <laughs> Chicago to again? this rural town to be with his grandparents, it kind of gives him a redemption arc, and it's a bunch of just 
Teenagers. We all know how we were as teenagers, and it's the story of them coming together to play as a cohesive unit. So that's a great movie. Movie number three that I have written down. It's not necessarily underrated. It's underrated for the company it's under, and that is Tangled, a Disney movie, because everybody and their grandmother talks about Frozen. Frozen this, Frozen that. No, Tangled is where it's at. Tangled is one of the best Disney movies. Uh, that's... That's why I prefaced it by saying it's, but mm -hmm. that's why I prefaced it with saying it's not necessarily underrated, but everybody talks about Frozen. Frozen, yeah, good, yes, good term, but that's not a category in here. And I want to give Tangled <laughs> its due diligence. Tangled is a phenomenal film, way better than Frozen. All-star cast, Mandy Moore, Zachary Levi. What more could you want? Everyone agrees Golden that Tangled magic is amazing. Hair. A Flynn Rider whose real name is Eugene. <laughs> feel good story of the year. Maybe a little overshadowed. I was going to say all my films in this were feel good, but uh, Grand Budapest Hotel is. Well, it's Wes Anderson. It's a <laughs> category of its own. Did I ramble enough to <laughs> um, get you some time to think about what you want to put? It's a great movie. <laughs> okay, I have one. And I, I don't know if this is like really underrated or if it's just... Because I, I think critically this movie is like really well liked. But just not a lot of people have seen it or heard of it. And it could be because it's just a little bit too young for us. Like it, it was made in 2003. So it may just maybe our generation hasn't seen it. But to me, it feels underrated because nobody I know has seen it. And it's one of my favorite movies. And you probably heard of it because I did my... Um, my Ribbons of Excellence project on it. It's called Big Fish. I, and that's it is the a... first movie that came to my mind when you said that. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I Before you even said Ribbons of Excellence, so I was much. like, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> it is a Tim Burton movie starring Ewan McGregor. And then um, Albert Finney is in it. Um, oh, I can't remember the other lead actor, but um, fantastic movie. It's hard to succinctly explain the plot. Essentially, Edward Bloom is the main character, his son. Um, they're kind of estranged and Edward is sick. And so his son comes back to like reconnect with him. And basically, um, Edward has spent his whole life like telling these like tall tales. Um, and his son is like, you tell all these lies. I don't even really know you. And then you like see the stories that he's telling and you see um, like the, the little kernels of truth in them. It's it's such a good movie. I feel like nobody I know has seen it. Every time I bring it up, no one's ever seen it. But it is just it's such a good movie. It's so like for me personally, someone who is just very like very attracted to that unique storytelling and also this emphasis on the importance of telling stories. And so I it's just like a movie that was made for me. But I also love everything that Ewan McGregor is in. So it also has that going for it. Is it a movie that's... So I do want to watch it. Is it a movie that's going to make me cry, though? A little bit. Not a oh. ton. See, then I'm going to It's like to... a good cry, though. It's not like a... Like, it's not devastating. It's a good cry. I don't know what you mean by a good like cry. A, like a heartwarming cry. Is that the same kind of cry I had in Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> kind of. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does look like a good movie, though. I do definitely want to watch it. And for some reason, have you seen the the Ewan McGregor commercials for, I believe it's Expedia? The, I think so. Yes. Seeing him in all these commercials, I'm like, kind of want to watch a film with him. I don't know if I've ever seen a film with him in it. <laughs> um, in fact, have you seen the Star Wars prequels? Um, do we want to go down that road again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, saying he's not. in those. 
Um, oh, Beauty. If, if you count Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. He's also in Beauty and the Beast. How could I forget? <laughs> There's a lot of movies he's in that I want to watch. Oh, apparently he voices mm-hmm. somebody in he's Robots. He's the main character in Robots. Is he? Mm-hmm. It's been so long since I've watched that He's also movie. the main character in that weird movie about pigeons. I think it's called like Valiant or something. Ooh, he's in Moulin Rouge. Which is one of my all-time favorite movies. I've never seen it. I could also talk about that. I feel like that's I a mean, little underrated. That- but again, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't say it's underrated because critically it's well rated. It's just not a movie that's like common knowledge, right. you know? It's also kind of a weirder movie though. So I understand why that one is not like mainstream. See, he's, yep, Valiant is the is at the very bottom. He's going mm-hmm. to be in the new Pinocchio this year. He's also in A Million Ways to he Die is. in the West. In the new Pinocchio or The Million Ways to Die in the West? No, the new Pinocchio. Yes, he is. Let's see. As who? Let me click. He's going to be the talking... <laughs> not going to tell me, is it? The talking cricket. Am I going to have oh, to watch that movie? He's going to be... He's going to be um, Jiminy Cricket. The talking cricket. Get the fuck out of here. It's Jiminy Cricket. Am I going to have to watch that movie? I guess so. Ugh. Well, Finn Wolfhard is... Tom Hanks is Geppetto. Yeah. Tom Hanks, or is he? He's not showing up over here. He's in the trailer. This one says, this is a different one. This says, what? What the fuck is this? There's multiple Pinocchio movies being made I right don't now? know. This one says David Bradley is Geppetto. I swear I saw a trailer with Tom Hanks as Geppetto. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but. Are you thinking about the Elvis movie where he's the agent? This no, that looks terrible, me... honestly. Oh, you're going to have to put up, throw hands with Cody because he is super excited for it. I think it looks pretty good. For the genre it is. No, this one has Gregory Mann as Pinocchio, Finn Wolfhard as Candlewick, Ewan McGregor's The Talking Cricket, uh, let's see, Tilda Swinton's The Fairy with Turquoise Hair, Kate Blanchett is The Monkey, David Bradley's Geppetto, which you will know him from Harry Potter as Finch or Game of Thrones as character. This is literally remember. a different Pinocchio movie that's also coming out this year. This one has oh. Tom Hanks as Geppetto, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as Pinocchio, Luke Evans. Evans as some name I don't recognize. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Lovett as Jiminy Cricket. Um, Dang. Keegan-Michael only- Key as Pinocchio. I assume like, not- older Pinocchio. Um, not only are two Pinocchio movies coming out this year, but both of them are coming out swinging with these casts. Because this one fu- also has like John Turturro and Christopher movie? Waltz. Christopher Waltz. This is like Let a Walt see. Disney movie. Is that not a Disney production? Oh, this one is definitely animated. Wait, I think they have the wrong. What is this? Which one is which? <laughs> I'm so confused. This is this animated. movie is coming out oh. in September of 2022 and it's live action. Oh, this one says Tom Kenny, John Heater. Are there three Pinocchio movies coming Wait, out no, this year? Wait, no, the one with Tom Kenny is that one. Actually, weirdly enough, Sam and I just watched a video about that movie. It's horrifying. Um, And that is already out. Like, that's not a thing. It's like an adaptation of like an Italian animated movie. And it's horrifying. We actually literally like just before we I came upstairs to edit this, we watched a video about that movie, weirdly. Um, was it from? Um, no, it was um, Cosmonaut Marcus. The Star other Banks. movie review YouTuber we so, watch. So I've just figured this one out. This is a dark adaptation, stop motion musical, and it's Guillermo del Toro. That sounds which horrifying, it. actually. I am kind of excited for it. I wonder, I don't know. I didn't really there's... want to watch this Pinocchio movie because I don't really like Pinocchio that much. I've never seen it. So I'm game it's to watch fine. either of them. 
But listen to this, a dark, twisted retelling of the famous Carlo Collodi fairy tale about a wooden puppet who comes to life and dreams of becoming a real boy takes place in 1930s fascist Italy. When Pinocchio comes to life, he turns out not to be a nice boy, causing mischief and playing mean tricks. But at its core, Pinocchio is a story of love and disobedience as Pinocchio struggles to live up to his father's expectations. Mm. That sounds I weird as fuck. But Ewan curious. McGregor is the talking cricket, so like maybe I have to watch it. This weird. is slated for a December 2022 release on Netflix. It's been pushed back over. Well, that kind of Originally sucks. announced for 2021, yeah. That sucks All that right. they had to push it back because the Disney 2022 version comes out in September. That's almost equal to uh, when the live-action Jungle Books came out. The Disney one launched, <laughs> and then Warner Bros. kept pushing theirs back and pushed and pushed and pushed, and finally they just sold it to Netflix to zero mm -hmm. fanfare. All right, well. I think that, yeah, I think that wraps it up. <laughs> we kind of went down a, a, a rabbit hole there, so have fun editing that. But survived a couple microphone hiccups, which nobody's going to listen to because Natalie is pristine mm -hmm. at editing. Well, if you liked what you heard, make sure you listen to us wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Make sure you show friends, families, relatives, teachers, coworkers, and possibly even bosses if they're open to some expletives, but not too many. Make sure you check out our Facebook page where we post the episode and also important details. For example, go check out my floors because I will post that last week when in reality it's tomorrow. <laughs> Good thing. Sam's waiting. I know. The impatient boy he is. So, Natalie... <laughs> What did we learn today? Um, well, we learned that there are two adaptations of Pinocchio coming out this year, which seems like too, too many, but we'll see. We also learned that, we also learned that everyone takes comedy in different doses and mine is very low, a little bit lower than Talladega Nights, but sometimes. And we learned that you shouldn't ask yourself what the first movie you saw in theaters was because chances are you don't remember. So maybe ask someone else. We also learned that just like the man himself, the Elvis movie is already polarizing audiences throughout the world. We learned that Gene Wilder was a comedic genius and a light in this world that was extinguished all too soon. You should check out some of his highlight videos on YouTube. And we learned that if you're going to watch the Aristocats on the motorcycle scene with Edgar, make sure you run around the living room in your underwear making motorcycle noises. Because if you do, that means you watched it the right way. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.